The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For more information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org. I'd ask you if you would <clears throat> turn with me this afternoon, please, to John, the sixth chapter. We begin reading in the 16th verse. While you're turning there, I will remind you that this account that we're about to read immediately follows Jesus feeding the 5,000 men plus women and children with the five loaves and two small fishes and the disciples gathering up 12 baskets afterward. And so um, it's a little bit maybe like some of you feel right now. These people are probably pretty full. <laughs> and, you know, you think that maybe they would get a break. You know, they've, they've been out on the mountain with the Lord for some time. He's taught them. He's healed people. He's, he's, he's fed them miraculously. Um, and, of course, the disciples are part of this. Uh, they've seen what all is going on. And I'm sure that that was a glorious time that day, just being on the mountainside with the Lord, having come up out of the city, across the sea, up into a desert place, and yet we find that it was carpeted with green grass. And the Lord has these men, women, children sit down, takes these loaves, fish, blesses it, breaks it, gives it to the disciples. They distributed it out. I mean, just what a glorious, glorious event that would be. Amen. Um, I've been to some church meetings where I felt that way when I left, that I had been up the mountain, and the Lord had broken out the spiritual food and gave it to his servants, and they gave it to me, and it was just a wonderful time. But as we were reminded in the opening prayer, uh, we've been drafted into an army. Yes. And much of our experience as children of God in this life is uh, not sitting on the grass uh, eating from the hand of the disciple. It's actually out battling things. Amen. I mean, and even just thinking in terms of our church service, you may, your church may meet more than once a week, but whether you meet uh, once a week or twice a week, however often you meet, it's not that often compared to the rest of your life, is it? Right, right. So even if every church service was cake and ice cream and candy and manna from above, um, and we hope they all are, but even if it were, the rest of your life is toiling and some danger and these sorts of things. In verse 16, when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum, meaning the Sea of Galilee, this large freshwater lake. And it was now dark. Of course, you know, something bad's going to happen. You know, I mean, right, because we've gone from the nice daylight, you know, uh, you know, camaraderie of brothers and sisters in Christ and eating the Lord's food, and, and then, you know, now it's dark. So, so you know something ominous is, is about to appear. And Jesus was not come to them. So now I realize here's the Lord Jesus Christ, God in flesh. I realize the Lord is everywhere present, nowhere absent. I understand that, but... Physically, he's not there with the guys at this point. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. Now, it doesn't say the Lord sent that wind. I mean, you know, this is a, maybe he did, I don't know. This is a dangerous part of the world. That sea is historic. I've never been there, read a lot about it. It's historically a very tempestuous sea. And uh, because of the mountains that surround the sea, the wind currents as the water cools, often winds blow, and, and many people over the years 
thousands of years now, lost their lives crossing the Sea of Galilee because of the tremendous storms that could hit this body of water. So when they had rowed about 5 and 20 or 30 furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh to the ship, and they were afraid. Now, they've just spent this time on the mountainside with Jesus, eating the food that passed through Jesus' hands that was blessed by his prayer and broken by his hands and given to the disciples. They know what he looks like. They know the master. The master has called them into his service. But right now, they're just not quite sure who this could be that's walking across the water toward their little boat. Now, you and I, 2,000 years later, we can sit here and think, who else could it be? I mean, no one can walk on water. But, you know, what, what will sometimes distract you from that view is, is a little tribulation. Yeah. You get fear for your life. You get afraid you can't pay the bills. You get worried about someone in your family who's sick. And, you, and, and I love you, but I don't want to transmit my experience onto yours. So I'm just going to say this about myself. You go through some of those things, you can sometimes get a little distracted okay, about where the Lord is and what he's up to. But the Lord has sent them into the ship. He sent them across the sea. He's coming to them. Now, it's probably a way they don't expect. I'll grant you that. But is that not sometimes our experience? You know, it seems like we get encouragement from people in the oddest places in the service of the Lord. Um, Sometimes people come along, you're not expecting. Now, this is the Lord himself. And they were afraid. But he said to them, it is I. Be not afraid. Some of the most beautiful words in the Bible to me. Yes. Here as children are, they are literally in the danger of their lives. As you know, many of them are fishermen. They know people who have died on this body of water. They know this is not a walk in the park. They might not get across. And here's the Lord. Then what do they do? Well, apparently at that point, they they realize who who they're dealing with. I'm not sure exactly what's going through their mind, but they do something here that I think behooves all of us and will be the point of what I would try to say to you this evening. Then they willingly received him into the ship. Right. Okay? Now, you'd think, well, of course they did. I mean, who wouldn't? (laughs) But, you know, just a few minutes before, they're worried, and they're afraid they're going to sink, and they're afraid they're going to die, and they think this is just a spirit. They're not really sure. So I want to do this quickly for sake of time, but if you would with me, let's read the other passages where this same account is mentioned in the Scripture. We start in Matthew chapter 14. Because you get a little more detail. And in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 21, And they that had eaten again on the mountainside were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Okay. A little throwback to the message I tried to preach to you this morning. Isn't it neat that these 5,000 men took their women and kids across the sea to see Jesus? Yeah. All I'm saying. <laughs> Into the wilderness. You know, sometimes we're like, well, the meeting's over here in the wilderness of Texas or Mississippi or wherever. But, you know, hey, they, were, they took them with them, so that's good. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. So now we find out that the disciples didn't just go down and get in the boat because they thought it was a great idea to just go ahead and row across after dark. Yeah. The Lord sent them. And, uh, you know, that one... Anyway, I'll say something about that in a minute, hopefully. But, but he constrained his disciples to get in a ship and to go before him into the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. 
Again, we're getting this, this sense that the disciples are out here in the boat. The Lord told them to get in the boat. They're doing what the Lord told them. They're doing the right thing at this point. They're all sinners saved by grace like we are, but they're not doing anything wrong. The Lord put them in the ship and said, you go there. But the ship was now tossed in the midst of the sea. It was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. The next passage of Scripture, similar kind of detailed account is in Mark chapter 6. Verse 44, And they that eat of the loaves are about 5,000 men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go the other side unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing for the wind was contrary unto them. So now we find out that not only are they in the sea and the Lord is on the mountain and the Lord told them to get in the boat and the Lord sent them across, but the Lord sees them. He saw them. He said, well, Brother Neil, we know He sees everything. Yeah, but do you ever sometimes feel like maybe He just doesn't quite see your situation? Have you ever felt that way? Like, I know the Lord sees, and I know the Lord knows what's going on in my life, but I'll, I'll admit to you, I mean, I'm telling you all my problems this evening. Sometimes I think that the circumstances of life are just unique to me. Like, I'm the only person that suffers in this way or this way. Well, here, we got a bunch of guys in this boat, right? right. And they're all suffering together. And the Lord sees them all. Amen. And the Lord's instructed them, look, we've had a great day on the mountain. We've had great food. We had great fellowship. Now you get in that boat and you go across. And, you know, I don't understand the mind of God more so than what the Scripture just tells us. I know I can't think like God. So I don't know what all of His motivations are and, and what He is showing them through this. I just know He told them to get in the boat and go across the sea. And I think sometimes we're like that as a brother prayed. We're in the middle of this battle. The Lord said, Put your name in the blank, born again child of God, you've heard the gospel, you're a child of grace, you've been born again, now you've got something to do. And it's not to always sit on the mountainside, unfortunately, and just bask in the glory of the Lord. Now we'll get to do that someday, but here in this life, the Lord says, I've got things for you to do. I want you to get in that boat, and I want you to go over there, and I'll come to you when I'm ready. Now why did he want them to go over? I don't know why he wanted them to go over right then versus him going with them I realize there's a lot teaching this. They no doubt learned a lot from this, from this episode. But I do know this, God is sovereign. And there have been times when he said to me, Neil, here's your boat. It's going to float. I want you to go this way. And I get about halfway across and I'm like, Lord, I'm going to die. I need some help. Is... We know where the Lord is physically today, right? On the right hand of the majesty on high, having yeah. by himself purged our right. sins. He's there. But what is he doing? He's interceding for us. Amen. He sees us in the boat. Yeah. I don't know if you're halfway across the lake, you're two-thirds of the way across the lake, you're just getting your feet wet, but the Lord knows where you are, and he yeah. sees you in this. And he saw them toiling and rowing. 
And sometimes in this life, between now and heaven, we do toil. We struggle sometimes. And sometimes we even struggle in doing the things the Lord told us to do. Yeah. I know you all know that, and I mean, that doesn't come as a surprise probably to anyone here, but I mean, just because you're born again and you join the church and been baptized, it, that doesn't mean that the rest of this natural life is some kind of a cakewalk, does it? No. I mean, right. it, just, it just doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, life is, there's just a lot of uncertainty there. You know, I, and, I don't, and I don't know how to explain it all. I just have to trust the Lord that the Lord is on the right hand of the majesty on high today. You might say he is on the mountain today interceding yeah. for me, and he sees me, and he sees where I am, okay? And I just want to be careful what my response is when he comes my way with some relief. For the wind was contrary unto them, about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by. But some people will cry and say, but why didn't he come the first watch of the night? That's it, I don't know. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, that's what I said. I don't understand his mind in that. You know, I, I bet you they started praying before the fourth watch. I just bet you. I bet you when that wind came up and they knew, hey, we've heard the tales. This was a possibly not the best idea, but the Lord told us to come. Yeah, yeah but, but we know what happens at night out here. The, the temperature drops and the, the, the wind currents start, and the next thing you know, we're in a storm, and, and all you fishermen should have warned us. Why do y'all tell us we're getting into this? You know, you guys knew. I don't know why the Lord didn't come in the first watch or the second watch or the third watch, but it's the Lord. It's His, it's His option to do things as He sees fit. Amen. And He comes to them walking upon the sea. Now, I'm just reading to you what it says. Okay. And would have passed by them. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> they're His children. And most of these men, you know, I'm not sure where Judas is in this. I, I Probably he's in there too. I don't know. But, you know, these other guys, most of them are going to give their lives for the Lord at some point yeah. in a matter of martyrdom, okay? It's not quite time yet. But they don't necessarily know that. And they don't know what the future holds for them any more than you and I know. And here they are toiling, rowing, doing what the Lord told them to do, where the Lord told them to do it, and it's getting difficult and there's waves, and there's uncertainty, and they're looking around. They see no natural help. No doubt they're praying, and no doubt in their minds, whether they're crying out loud, they're thinking, Lord, help us. you got us into this. You, we need you. Come. Where are you? You didn't feed us on the mountainside to let us die in this lake. And he comes. And it says he would have passed them by. Now, I don't know exactly what that would have looked like, okay? The Lord could have passed by them, calmed the water, and they got there okay anyway. He could have stayed on the other shore and calmed the water. He could have done it any of a thousand ways that he chose to do it. But here's just the instance that we have is children of God working for the Lord, tolling, laboring for the Lord, crying out for help. And in this particular instance, he comes in a miraculous way, but he says he would have passed them by. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, for they all saw him. They all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. 
for they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Mm. How is it that this man, and I'm not, you know, listen, if, if any of the disciples were here, I wouldn't be worthy to bring them a glass of water. Yeah. Just in a sense of what they did for the sake of the kingdom of God. But, 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 but I'm, not, so I'm not throwing them under the bus here now. But, but how is it that man could sit with the Lord, hear from the Lord, see the Lord work miracles, eat of the loaves and the fishes and see the miraculous abundance that the hand of God can provide on the mountainside. And then just a few hours later, they are so in turmoil with tribulation and distress and danger and things aren't going right. And they're just crying out and they're looking for relief. And the Lord comes by and they're not even sure it's the Lord. I'll tell you it, what the scripture says here is their heart was hardened. How was their heart hardened? I think, now that's my personal belief, I just think it was hardened by tribulation. Yeah. Have you ever been this way when you're in a severely stressful situation and you, lit, and I know some of you, I work in healthcare, I know some of y'all work in healthcare, you've experienced this when you know that someone else's life is partially in your hands and it's all on you. Mm. And that stress that settles on you, let me tell you what, Sometimes it is such a palpable cloud that you just can't hardly Man. think about anything else. And if somebody even says something to you that makes halfway good sense, you halfway don't hear it because you're so focused on the calamity in front of you. And I believe these men are like that. They're no any minute we're going to sink and die in the middle of the lake. And no one will even know what happened to us. We need to be careful. Amen. That in the midst of rowing across the sea and your boat, whatever it looks like, whatever, where the Lord puts you and constrains you to go and place you in His service, whether you serve at a certain church, you're a member at a certain church, you, you minister maybe at your job, your occupation, you have a family, your home for sure, okay. is that we don't allow the circumstances around us to distract us so much that we forget that we just ate from the hand of the Lord a few hours Amen. ago and we're lifted up on a mountainside yeah. with our king. Amen. And by the way, when you call for that relief and he comes by, don't be hard-hearted in doubt. Yeah. Invite him into the boat. Amen. Yeah. Because what they needed was just to be with the Lord. Amen. You see, when the Lord's there, it's all okay. Amen. He makes it seem right. Amen. And He can calm the sea. Yeah. He can drive the sea. Right. He can make a path across the sea. Yeah. He can freeze the sea. He can choose you to deliver you in any way that He sees fit. But don't let the hard circumstances of life harden you. Remember where your Savior is. Okay, now His Spirit is with us. I believe it's here today. It's in your heart. He goes with you. You go with Him. But He is on a mountainside today. And He sees you. And He intercedes for you. And what does Jesus Christ, this is my simplistic way of thinking, present for us to God the Father from whom every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above coming down from the Father of lights with it there's no variables neither shadow of turning in my weak 
case is that his son loves me and died for me. And I am his child. And as our brother reminded us this morning, someday he will come and he will take me home out of this. Amen. But in the meantime, let me, if I'm in the middle of the sea, don't think he forgot you. Don't think he's not there. Sometimes you may, you, you could be so burdened that your sense of the Lord's presence, like I said, can get a little bit dulled. Okay, I believe that's one reason the Spirit gave us faith. Okay. That's right. So we would have the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and He can assure you in your heart that whether that boat just immediately crosses the sea, whether it sinks right under you, the faith in your heart tells you that your Lord loves you, and He's looking out for you. Amen. And it's okay to cry out to Him. Yes. And what does He say? It is I. That's right. Be not afraid. I thank you for your time. Amen. Amen. We thank you for listening to today's message and invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For further information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org.